0: This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Friday, June 3rd. I'm Julia Caulfield. In today's headlines, Sheriff urges caution surrounding deadly fentanyl, Medical Center moves forward with funding for a new facility, the community of the Telluride Farmers Market, and a mountain weather forecast. The San Miguel County Sheriff's Office is urging the community to take extreme caution regarding fentanyl pills potentially circulating in the county. According to the Sheriff's Office, a number of pills were recovered from a neighboring agency and could be found in San Miguel County. The fentanyl pills are round and a bluish-black color. The Sheriff's Office says individuals should consider them deadly. In a news release, Sheriff Bill Masters notes the pills are, quote, more evidence of the widespread proliferation of fentanyl in the area. If individuals see any of the pills, the sheriff's office cautions them against touching the pills and asks them to call Sheriff's Dispatch immediately at 970-728-1911. You may remain anonymous. The Telluride Regional Medical Center recently took a major step forward when it comes to building a new, larger medical center.
1: We've been working on trying to uh, find the land and work towards a new facility for going on nearly 10 years now. And uh, if you saw us uh, during COVID greeting and working on respiratory patients in tents in the middle of the street, um it it's it's just way overdue in terms of finding a permanent home for the medical center.
0: That's Richard Betts, chair of the Hospital District Board. Several years ago, the Med Center began working with Genesee Properties to secure land for a new medical center at Society Turn near Lawson as part of a larger development. Genesee is donating just over two acres of land for the hospital. Developers are in the process of getting the necessary approvals from San Miguel County to build on the land, but of course, simply having land doesn't make a med center. Like it or not, money is a key ingredient as well. And this spring, the hospital district went to voters asking for the ability to go into debt to finance building the new med center. Betz notes, of course, the hospital district will work on a philanthropic capital campaign.
1: But what we needed to do is we needed to ensure that if we needed to borrow money and hope we, we as a special district in the state of Colorado need to have permission from the voters to go into multi-year debt. So the ballot issue was an issue that we could use the existing mill levy that that we already have from the voters that have been approved from the voters over many years and i will say this community has been very supportive of the medical center over many years i want to thank them for that but using those revenues to offset any debt service for multi-year debt we could if needed to go into debt we had the authority to do so
0: while a ballot measure asking to go into debt isn't necessarily the flashiest topic beverly shulman ceo of the medical center says it speaks to the community support for a new hospital
2: one of the real advantages of just having the, the ability to take on debt is that you know many small rural communities if they don't have an opportunity or they can't even afford to pay the debt payments, and they have to raise money. It can take years and years. In this community, uh, that, you know, we we've got both generous donors, and we've also got the ability to take out debt if we need to. So I think it's a real win-win, very, very exciting situation that not all communities enjoy. She says once
0: the med center is built, it will provide new services and also allow residents to stay
2: closer to home. But some of the new services that we're looking at are things that you really shouldn't have to travel an hour and a half to get, like mammography, uh, bone density scanning, those kinds of things. And the hospital will have either four or five beds. It's, It's not big. But if somebody comes into the emergency room, for example instead of sending them for an overnight stay in Montrose, we can keep them in the facility, again, closer to home. We can also keep patients a couple of days if they have a surgical procedure or are just sick. So we we're really focused on making the services available that that you would expect not to have to travel for in most, most towns and cities.
0: Shulman says the hospital district anticipates construction of the new hospital will require around $65 million. The district hopes the hospital can open at the beginning of 2025. It's a cool, overcast morning, but summer is still in the air.
3: We had people here before 10.30 waiting anxiously in line to start buying stuff.
0: That's Julia Levine manager of the Telluride Farmers Market. Friday kicked off the first market of the season, and Levine says this year is bigger and better than ever, with over 40 booths throughout the summer.
3: You'll see some new farmers and food vendors and some other artisans that are going to be around, and we're going to have some music and just doing a lot of fun stuff. Really exciting to be a part of the community and add to what we're already doing as a town.
0: Vendors coming from across the region, pack South Oak Street, providing food and art, balms and wine. To get a whistle-stop hype fest for all the market has to offer, you just need to stop by Tim's Naturals, where Jenna Chikansky and Ellen Eleven highlight their favorites of the season.
4: I'm excited about all the new vendors at the Farmer's Market this year. I'm really excited that Babsy has her Glonski down at the other end of the market. I wish she was my neighbor, but... At least I know I can go down there and get her delicious ghee. I'm a little concerned about being across the road from Thornycroft, though, because their baked goods are so good and I have no self-control.
0: Although Chikansky's number one favorite of the market isn't actually the booths at all. It's also great
4: to see everybody's dogs. That's my favorite part of the farmer's market.
0: Down at Babsy Glansnig's ghee stand, she's moving through the market, one jar of ghee at a time. Ghee is not butter, but it is made from butter. I get really good butter from Colorado. It's actually from the Front Range. Um, And uh, you you basically, through a cooking process, you purify it, and so there's a separation that goes on, and what ghee is is basically the pure fat from the butter. Yeah, and then you put it in jars, and then you put it on everything that you ingest. This is Glansnig's second year at the farmer's market, although this year she's graduated to her own booth. She loves the market for its sense of community. You look at flowers all day and you smell the really good dumplings. You know, I mean, it's just so nice. And it feels like, oh, it's not just resort. It feels like a
2: real town, you know?
0: Across the way from the Ghee, Kayla Valdez from Uncompagre Farms is selling cuts of meat.
5: We raise the cows up on the Uncompagre Plateau on uh, 2,200 acres. It's about 9,000 feet, and we sell 100% grass-fed beef, so they are finished on grass, out on pasture, and um, yeah, direct from the rancher to the consumer.
0: Telluride is one of four markets for Uncompagre Farms this year – He says the goal is to bring people a little closer to their food.
5: It takes two years to raise this, so it's really awesome to know that your product, who it's going to, and so the people here also want to support local agriculture. So I think it's just like a win-win when you pour everything into this to be able to sell your product to somebody who really appreciates what you do. Because most beef in this country is sold into commodity market, and so who knows where it goes, where it ends up. Um, so I think it's also important for us to you know, know that we're working super hard to provide a product to people that we actually get to meet and talk to.
0: Walking through the market, that sense of community is alive and well. Corinne Cavender, along with some of her friends, are already on their third pass. Um, I have plans for more. Farmer's Market has been lovely. I think it's the best part of the summer. Cody Leff is sampling the wares.
5: Honestly, I've been consuming a lot of wine and cider samples. It may be 11.30, but it's 5 o'clock somewhere over the Atlantic.
0: (laughs) In the early days of what's sure to be a hectic Telluride summer... Friday strolls with friends and samples of cider seems exactly what the community called for. The Telluride Farmers Market runs each Friday until mid-October from 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Up, up, and away. The 38th Telluride Balloon Festival takes to the skies this weekend. Saturday morning, weather permitting, balloons will take off from Town Park starting around 6 a.m.
3: And We have 15 balloons who will go through pilot briefing, and depending on the helium balloon and the direction of wind, hopefully we have just a little bit, uh, they will, uh, at their own discretion, uh, start inflating. To the delight of all the spectators, lots of photo opportunities.
0: That's Marilyn Branch, organizer of the Balloon Festival. Those balloons will float across Telluride in a magical display of color and wonder. The same process will take place on Sunday.
3: And I do need to put in a big plug for the uh, High School Breast Cancer Awareness Club. They are going to be selling coffee And muffins and donuts, all from Baked and Telluride, as a fundraiser for their club. And I'm hoping people will support them.
0: But for those not awake at the wee hours of six in the morning, fear not. The much anticipated balloon glow will take place on Saturday evening.
3: People are always amazed when they can be up close and personal to see how a balloon is put together, how it's inflated, how it becomes it comes from this little small bag into this great big huge five story building so to speak i mean uh that is the biggest surprise and when you can talk to the pilots uh so many people on the glow will uh walk up to the pilots and talk to them and ask if their kids can get in the basket so they can take a picture which they're always open to doing so it takes away the mystery When people can get up so close and chat with the people that are actually making the balloons glow and making them go up and down.
0: The balloon glow will take place on Main Street starting around 7.45 p.m. on Saturday, June 4th. As summer festivals come back this year in full swing, one will be missing. The Telluride Wine Festival recently announced it is cancelling the 2022 festival. In a letter to the community, organizers say they are in the process of selling the festival, and with only one month to spare, there isn't enough time to produce the festival to its historic standard. According to the Wine Festival, it has been in negotiations with potential buyers since fall 2021. Hundreds of conservatives from across the country are gathering in Aurora on Friday for a two-day summit. Organizers say the Western Conservative Summit is the biggest annual meeting of Republicans west of the Mississippi. Several Colorado Republicans running for statewide office are giving speeches, along with national figures, including Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She served as press secretary for former President Trump. Governor Jared Polis made history two years ago at the event when he became the first Democrat to give a speech. Governor Jared Polis is signing dozens of bills into law this week. As KOTO Scott Franz reports, he stopped in Louisville to approve measures to help victims of natural disasters, like the Marshall Fire.
5: One law forces insurance companies to pay more money up front to residents whose homes are destroyed by fires. Residents will also no longer be required to show a detailed list of the things they lost to get their first payouts. Representative Judy Amabile of Boulder sponsored the measure. She says some insurance companies were reimbursing homeowners less than 40% of their claims.
2: And then most of them walked away because it was so hard to complete those inventories. And that isn't right.
5: The new insurance requirements take effect in August. Polis signed another law to spend $20 million on fire prevention projects. I'm Scott Franz at the State Capitol.
0: Leaders from the Navajo Nation, the federal government, and the state of Utah signed a water rights agreement on Friday. KSJD's Lucas Brady-Woods reports.
4: The agreement is called the Navajo-Utah Water Rights Settlement, and it affirms the Navajo Nation's right to use more than 81,000 acre-feet of water annually from the San Juan River. The agreement also includes $200 million from the federal government and $8 million from the state of Utah for funding water infrastructure on the reservation. The water rights agreement was approved by Congress in 2020. Secretary of the Interior Deb Holland says the agreement and investments will help the Navajo Nation quote, design and build appropriate water projects that will address current and future water needs. Nearly half of the households in the Utah portion of the Navajo Nation do not have indoor plumbing. The federal funding included in the agreement is being provided through the bipartisan infrastructure law. It's part of the $2.5 billion Indian Water Rights Settlement Completion Fund, which aims to help deliver long-promised water resources to tribes. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, I'm Lucas Brady-Woods in Cortez, Colorado.
0: The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for increasing clouds tonight with a low in the mid-40s. Saturday should see increasing clouds with a high near 70 degrees. Saturday night should be cloudy with a low around 45. Sunday calls for partly sunny skies during the day and partly cloudy skies at night with a high near 70 and a low around 50 degrees. This has been the news for Friday, June 3rd. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206. And now, a personal commentary.
2: Tell The Elf's Lodge is
3: having Huck Finn and Becky Thatcher Day this year. Saturday, June 4th at the Kids Pond at Town Park. We will be having hamburgers and hot dogs. We will be having prizes. We will be having a fishing derby for kids 10 and under. Registration will start at 9.30 a.m. at the park, and the derby contest will start at 11. We will also have poles for kids to borrow. Come on down, Saturday, June 4th for our annual Huck Finn and Becky Thatcher Day. And don't forget to dress like one of the characters from Tom Sawyer to compete in the costume contest.
0: Opinions broadcast over KOTO are those of the speakers. You are also invited to express your views after the news or on access each weekday at around 4 p.m. If you would like to comment, please contact a staff person here at KOTO. We encourage you to speak out on important public issues.